Hello and welcome back to the Shore Store. I'm Justine and this week was really good for me. I had a really good week. I feel like I got a lot accomplished and I relaxed a lot as well. It felt just like one of those weeks that flew by because I was always doing something and it was just a nice time for myself, I suppose. I got to go to the beach with my friend for the first time this year. I mean, I know I went away on vacation not too long ago, but it was my first at-home beach day. So much fun. The beach is truly one of the best places to people watch, I feel like. Um, I would always give the casino number one people watching place, but I'm going to give the beach number two. Got to eavesdrop on this hilarious conversation. These girls that were kind of sitting somewhat close to us were like drinking and stuff the whole time and they were talking to people walking by and I was like oh these girls are tipsy this is gonna be fun and then the girl walked over to the like these guys behind us and asked them for a cigarette and then the one guy's like you know what I'll go walk down the street and get us a pack of cigarettes and we can all just stand here and smoke them all day and I was like oh my god this is hilarious so funny yes I guess that's that's what my life has come to just eavesdropping on people's conversations but it's cool also this week I discovered a new documentary, a new podcast in the infamous podcasters group chat, which is, of course, Amanda and Jody from We Love to Hate TV and Colin and Nick from Best Supporting Podcast and then myself. Um, we were discussing this documentary called The Deep End. Uh, it's about this self-help guru. I don't I don't really know what you would call her. I think she considers herself like a spiritual leader, but her name's Teal Swan. I had never heard of her before this. So I went into this documentary. It's called The Deep End. In the States, it's on Hulu. Of course, here in Canada, we don't have Hulu. So I just found it on my like on demand on the TV. Um, I had I had known nothing about her. So I just went in being like, okay, let's see what this is about. And holy shit, this thing blew my mind away. I went in, I was like, okay, I'll just watch the first episode and then I'll continue on to Vanderpump Rules, which of course I'll get to Vanderpump in a minute. But I started watching it and I was like, what is going on? It just sucked me in. I could not believe what I was seeing. And also it was just a really cool documentary. Um, and I ended up watching all four parts of it in the same night and I'm now on this teal swan kind of rabbit hole, if you will, and I discovered this podcast about her called The Gateway, and I'm literally like halfway through the last episode right now. It's incredible. And then also, David, my co-host on Friends of the Countess, he recommended another podcast to me that did a deep dive on her as well, so after I'm done The Gateway, I'll probably finish that. It's insane stuff, whether you've heard of her or you haven't. If you're into like cults and pretty much just complete narcissists and 
I don't know. It's one of these things that you just have to watch for yourself. So high recommend there. And then, of course, as I just said, I'm still so obsessed with Vanderpump Rules and still kicking myself for not watching the show, you know, five years ago or whatever. It's so fucking good. I'm halfway through season five right now, and I just got to the episode that's like a summer house crossover. Um, It was so bizarre and strange. I wasn't expecting it because I'm just like, I I never seen summer house before either. So, you know, if you guys think that that show's like worth watching, you can let me know, I guess. But yeah, of course, it's like Stassi's birthday trip and they're with these people. And I'm like, why are they giving these people talking heads? And then all of a sudden it goes over to summer house. And I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. But yeah, so obsessed with Vanderpump Rules. I found a new podcast to listen to called It's About the Pasta, a Vanderpump Rules podcast. And um, they're recapping like the older seasons right now. So it's absolutely perfect for me. It's really good. And yeah, that's all that's going on with me, guys. I live such an exciting life. OMG. I'm excited for this week, though, because... Of course, we have Jersey Shore Family Vacation starting on Thursday, as well as the premiere of Buckhead Shore, which they've been showing a little bit of clips here and there, and I'm kind of nervous for it. I don't know how much drama there's going to be in the show. I don't know. For some reason, I always go into these things with higher expectations than I should, but whatever. It's happening. I'm committed. I'm watching it. I'm recapping it on this podcast. So we'll just see how it goes. As far as family vacation this season goes, at least we're going to have the Angelina Chris divorce stuff. And from the previews that they've posted on their Instagram page, we've seen that they're going to be showing Angelina with Louis Porto. I think he goes by from Acapulco Shore. Um, who, of course, she gets with on the All-Star show. So good for Jersey Shore for doing this. Perfect publicity for the All-Star Shore show because I'm sure a lot of people don't even know about it. Um, And, of course, I will be recapping that show as well. It comes out on June 30th on Paramount+. Plus. I'm going to be recapping it. I don't know what how I'm going to incorporate it in my, like, either main feed or, or Patreon. It's all happening, though, so... You guys should sign up for my Patreon if you want to hear that. And of course, I have season one of Jersey Shore Family Vacation that I'm finishing on there. I do old Teen Mom episodes and new Teen Mom episodes whenever they come out on there as well. Patreon.com slash Seen. Check all that out. I'm excited. I'm excited that there's new content to cover, whether it be good or bad. There's always going to be something to say about it. So, Um, of course, just before we get into the actual episode really quick, I just wanted to remind you guys that you can email me now. The email is shorestorepodcast at outlook.com. And of course, that will all be in the show notes. So check that out. And let's just get into this. This is, which I cannot believe that I'm already at season five, season five, episode four, Free Vinny. Mike returns only to find out that Danny has threatened to get new roommates. The girls hire strippers for Polly and Mike's wild birthday party whilst the roommates go to Staten Island to kidnap Vinny. So let's just get into it. So the episode starts off with Danny coming into the house and he's like, okay, here's the deal. Part of the part of the deal of the house is that there's eight of you working. 
where's Mike? Where's Mike? And then they're all just like, uh, Mike took off. Mike took off. And then Danny's like, okay, well, whatever. Mike's useless anyways. I'm down to six people and I'm looking for more roommates. So make room. This is, of course, such a fake fucking storyline. And I have a conspiracy theory about this right now. I feel like nothing was going on. This was before they had broken the fourth wall at all. There's like a slight breaking the fourth wall moment in this episode, I suppose. But nothing was really happening. They weren't giving us anything. Mike, of course, was like in the depths of his addiction. I feel like that's pretty obvious why he took off. And they were hiding that from us at the moment. And I just feel like they construed, tried to make this a storyline to either hide Mike's addiction or just to give us any drama because nothing in the house was happening. And honestly, looking back on the show and how kind of lackluster the show became after Italy, even I would say halfway through Italy, um, I would have loved if they kind of switched out the roommates, added someone in new, kind of like how Geordie Shore does it or how the housewives do it. It always keeps it new and fresh that way and exciting. And I feel like if they casted the right people, it could have worked. However, um, of course, that doesn't happen. And Mike comes back. Wow's like, just to let you know, we're getting new roommates. And Snooki asked Mike where he went. He said, listen, I have a very bad day. And then he goes on. He's like, I don't know if you guys know anything about cancers, but they're very sensitive people. I will say, yes, Mike, we are very sensitive people. Which, by the way, cancer season is coming up in a few days. I'm a July Cancer, July 16th. Just throwing that out there. And I feel like one day I'm probably going to do a Zodiac Jersey Shore episode because before Dina came into the Jersey Shore house, it's so fascinating because the it's all made up of fire and water signs. And I just feel like that shows a lot in their dynamic and the things that went down, especially in the first season. And I just think it would be really cool to explore that. But for now, let's get back to this episode. Um, so it's the next day and Polly and the meatballs go to work. I wanted to point this out. Not only does Dina have the blonde pieces in her hair, but they're raccoon tails. And this was fascinating to me because this was, I think, 2012. This was shot in. And I feel like the raccoon tail style went out in... I don't know, 2006. That was like way emo scene kid day look. Uh, very strange that someone even thought to put that in her hair. It looks so ridiculous. And at the time, I probably thought she looked so cool. Um, but they leave the shore store and the editing in this episode, there's a few moments that I caught it and it's just very bad editing. Um, because you see that when Danny tells them that the day is done, that they're free to go home, they already have the airbrush tattoos on them. And then right after they leave the store, they have it edited so that they're walking out of the shore store and it seems like after work, they're going to get the airbrush tattoos, but they were already, of course, on their arm. Anyways, when they get home, Dina calls Vinny and says that you have to come back because Danny's looking for new people to live in the house. Vinny, of course, just laughs because he knows that 
of course that's not happening. And Sammy grabs the phone and she's like, no, she's serious. She's like, we're having a, we're having a birthday party for Polly and Mike. Are you going to come back? And Vinny's still unsure if he's going to come back for the birthday parties. We get this super weird scene and it's all the girls and they're going to Karma and they're going to meet up with this guy. We don't really get his full name or anything like that. Sammy in her talking head calls him the stripper pimp dude and they bleep out pimp. This is, I think, really fake because there was no company name, um, no anything like that. It was just strange. I did do a few Googles. I did a like hire strippers in the New Jersey area and I found one website and it seemed very sketchy. It it wasn't even sketchy. It was just sketchy in the way that it was too professional. They had like professional pictures of all of the girls and this guy just seemed like a really sketchy person. At one point he answers the phone and calls himself the Wizard of Ass. And if you don't think that I googled the Wizard of Ass... I don't know what to tell you. Um, Just so strange, though. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, There's a really funny moment where he's like, okay, so what do you want them to do? Like, you want them to pull pants down? And Sammy's like, no, no, no. No pulling, no pants down. Just so funny. The girls decorate karma. And then we get a scene of JWoww going to work. Danny's like, where are the other two? She's like, I don't know. He's like, it's like talking to a wall with you guys. Like, this is why I need new people. Once again, so fake. Of course, the Shore Store does not need employees. I always say that the editors on the show do an incredible job of editing out how chaotic the boardwalk was around the house and the Shore Store at the time they were filming. And you can, of course, still see it a little bit in the episodes and there's moments where the audio will cut in and out and you can hear people screaming and yelling their names and stuff like that. I just think that it was so chaotic down there while they were filming. There's absolutely no chance in hell that Danny would be doing job interviews. I feel like so many people during the peak of this show probably wanted to work there anyways and I feel like Danny probably already had all of his staff hired beginning of season ready to go and you know I just I just don't see this being a real thing that happened at all however I added it to my list of things to ask Danny next time I go to the shore store um okay so we get this fake scene of people coming in asking about the job. There's this super weird moment where Ronnie has a talking head and he's making fun of the girl's hat. He's like, the Michael Jackson hat has got to go. Just so stupid. Um, JWoww's making the sign uh, that says like, you know, we're looking for employees. And she looks at Mike and she's like, what should I write on the sign? And Mike's like, tell her, uh, go see the old dude. And JWoww's like, well, they might think it's you. It's just a funny moment. Um, Ronnie has a talking head where he says that they will make it so uncomfortable for anybody that is going to come and live in the house with them. He's like, trust me, we're going to make it so uncomfortable where they won't even want to live with us. And this made me think that this was 100% his and Sammy's mindset when Dina was coming into the house brand new. Of course, we saw that Sammy especially was a huge 
see you next Tuesday to Dina from the beginning. But I just had this vision of Ron and Sam in the car on the way to season three and just having a conversation about how they're going to bully this girl out of the house. Does is anybody else wit there with me on that one? Next, we get another really bad editing moment where Dina and Snooki go to this party store to get decorations for the birthday party. Of course, we had already just seen them decorating Karma, so strange editing there. This is where they buy the bunny suit, a.k.a. Lola. So now it's the night of the surprise party, and everybody's getting ready to go to Karma, quote-unquote Karma. Roger comes over, um, and they all take a taxi to Karma. It was strange that they took a taxi. Um, It must have had something to do with the surprise party because Karma is literally, or sorry, was literally, Karma is no longer in existence. Karma um, is like a block away from the house, if that. That's why... In all the episodes, you can always see them walking home from Karma because it's literally right there. So strange to see them all get into a taxi. But nonetheless, um, when they walk in, we get a weird camera shot of everybody there surprising them. And of course, the very first person I noticed was the unit. Um, So they put Mike and Polly in these chairs. They like handcuff them to they're like wheelchairs. And of course, Dina, she has to use this as an opportunity to Jersey Turnpike on Polly. And Polly goes, I'm too old. I can't get it up, which made me laugh. So, of course, Mike and Polly are handcuffed to these wheelchairs. They bring out the giant cakes and Polly goes, it's going to be a guy or something. And the strippers pop out. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's dancing. Mike and his stripper are all over each other. And then we get this moment of Polly outside with this girl, um, not his stripper, just a random girl that was there. I'm confused by who this random girl is because this seemed like a very private event. It seemed like it was only like their people at this event unless later on they let randoms in. I don't know if this is a girl production found for him like the rumor says. Who cares? But in Polly's talking head, he calls her the real hot brunette chick. So he brings her back to the house. Mike brings his stripper back to the house. And we get this moment with him where he's, of course, doing his his routine when he brings people home, giving them sweatpants and a shirt and all that stuff. There's this moment where he gives her socks and she's mad because the socks don't match. And he's like, okay, well... I don't know what to tell you. And they just end up going to bed and he go like he gets in the bed and he just pretty much rolls over and closes his eyes. And he has a talking head where he says that he didn't care about getting down. Um, obviously, my conspiracy theory here is that Mike can't get his dick up due to doing all the drugs and stuff. And even later in the episode with Paula, he makes a comment about that as well. Dina and Ronnie drunk call Vinny here. Um, Ronnie is, or at least looks, so coked out. Um, Yeah, they drunk call him. Of course, Vinny's not going to fucking answer. They go to the confessional and they're like, Vinny, Vinny. Ronnie's like, what the fuck, bro? Why didn't you answer? Like, of course, he's not going to answer at fucking 3 a.m., when he knows that Dina is the only person in that house that's stupid enough when she's drunk 
to want to fucking call Vinny at that time. Dina and Ronnie go outside together and of course Ronnie starts crying. If you want to hear me talk about Ronnie crying a lot, I just finished covering, or actually this week will be my last episode of the first season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. There's a lot of crying. It's on the Patreon. Of course, the link will be in the episode description. Um, But it's the next morning after this, and Mike calls the stripper a taxi, whatever. Then we get the scene of Dina calling Joey. Joey's Chiron says Ronnie's friend Joey. We had never heard of this guy in the series up until this point, and he doesn't ever really become anything, of course. However, she says that it's couples night. She is going to go out with Snooki and Gianni and Jenny and Roger and Mike invited Paula and she asked Joey to come with her. So then we get a scene now of Dina and Snooki in the bathroom together putting on the Lola costume. Once again, super bad editing because they still have the airbrush tattoos on which were from before Mike's surprise party. And I don't think they had them at the surprise party, so they probably washed off in the shower before. Unless, of course, the footage of them setting up the party after work was from, like, the night before or something, which is also a huge possibility. Just bad editing on this. Anyways, they put on the Lola costume. They scare Jenny with it. Whatever. Um, now Gianni comes to the house. He brings Snooky flowers. And Snooky grabs him and they go upstairs to the smush room. And Sam has the audacity to have a talking head that says, it gets annoying when Snooky just like wants to smush Gianni and she goes to bed with him instead of coming out with the roommates. Excuse me, Sam. This is the first house, maybe the second house, that you didn't seclude yourself from the rest of the roommates. So, excuse me, just the audacity on Sammy Sweetheart there. So now Ronnie's friend Joey comes over, who is of course there for Dina. Paula comes over and they all head to Bamboo. Dina decides to wear these like fairy wings, like Halloween costume style, uh, anime convention, Comic Con style outfit. Um, Gianni and Snooki don't come with the rest of the group, and we get a just a quick moment in the taxi of JWoww saying to Dina, "It's like she only wants to hang out with Gianni," and yeah stop trying to make this a thing it's not a thing anyways in the club um there's a moment where the cameras are focused on Polly, and there's another cameraman beside him this is one of the like half breaking the fourth wall moments that we get in the original series of jersey shore and you just see Polly like grab the cameraman the cameraman turn around and sammy is on the ground with a girl rolling around the bouncers break it up they throw her out ronnie follows her and she said someone yanked on the back of my head and as i threw my drink i got attacked by a swarm of bitches i'm just assuming that somebody um wanted to just fight her because of the show i'm not gonna lie if i was drunk at bamboo in 2012 and i saw sammy sweetheart i'd probably want to get in there too Um, But they're walking away from the club and Sammy stops in the middle of the street and she goes, it's me against the world. Can I just say that Sammy's sweetheart has got to be the most annoying person ever when she gets into fights. 
if I were living with her, friends with her, et cetera, et cetera, I would do everything in my power to make sure that this girl never got into a fight, never had a moment where she thought that she was tough and bad because she fucking sucks and she's real annoying. Anyways, so everyone goes back to the house now. Mike sprays cologne all over his bed, which is fucking disgusting. Could you imagine climbing into somebody's bed and it reeks of cologne? It's not like it was one little spray or anything like that. He like dows the bed in cologne as if it were Febreze. Um, And then we get this moment of Dina and this Joey guy making out in her bed and her alarm clock keeps going off. Ha 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 ha. So now it's the next morning after the couple's night. We see everyone leave. We see Paula leave. And then we get a moment of Mike and Snooki. And this is why this is so weird to me. And I don't know how bad the season is edited or whatever. But we do get these moments of Mike and Snooki together being friends like they were in season one and season two. Um just like these nice moments of them together and Mike tells Snooki that he really likes Paula and Snooki wants Mike and Paula to date. So that's a little foreshadowing going into season six. But our final kind of scene for the episode is everyone's just sitting around and all of a sudden Polly goes, let's go get Vinny. I'm sick of this. I don't want anyone else living here. We're going to Staten Island and we're going to get him. So they go to the shore store and they make t-shirts, you know, free Vinny, etc. And there's moments where the audio kind of cuts in and out. And you there's just like slight seconds where you can hear people just screaming in the background, screaming their names, etc. Just complete zoo surrounding the shore store. Um, And yeah, they just get in their Escalades. They go to Vinny's house in Staten Island. They barge into his house. You can tell that they had no fucking idea that MTV was coming to this house. Vinny's bed is not made, which, you know what? It's, It's like that TikTok trend. He's a... He's a seven, but he doesn't make his bed, so he's a four now. You know what I mean? Um, But Vinny shows them his tattoo. He's like, look, I, even though I'm so anxious and I'm leaving my job that's paying me millions of dollars, I decided that I'm going to go get this huge chess piece, which probably took five hours to do. And he shows them his let go, let God tattoo. And Vinny looks hot. He looks good. But like I said, the not making the bed can't can't do it, Vinny. Um, They all hug Paula and Paula is not camera ready at all. She did not have her rollers in the night before. Her hair looks a mess Um, and she looks kind of shocked and surprised to see everybody there. It's funny because she has uh, Vinny's headshot on the fridge, which made me laugh. And yeah, they just get Vinny and he packs a bag and they all just go back to the house in Seaside. And that's the end of the episode. So yeah, after this, guys, next week, we're taking a slight break from season five. I'm still not 100% sure what I'm going to be doing, um, but I do know next week on the main feed, it will be Jersey Shore Family Vacation, the premiere of the new season, as well as the premiere of Buckhead Shore. They are both airing this Thursday, Jersey 
and um, the episode will be out on the main feed the following Tuesday. And then I don't know if I'm going to continue recapping that on the main feed or just do that on Patreon. And then, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But just a slight break from season five. We'll be back with lots of guests for the rest of season five. So I'm excited for that. And we'll just, you know, I'm a go with the flow person. This is a go with the flow type of podcast. So we'll see. We'll see. But thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are the best. Please leave me a five star rating and review. Please join Patreon if you can and are able to. And yeah, all the support means the world to me. And of course, everything I mentioned will be in the description for the episode. And I guess that's all for now. Thanks, guys. Until next time. It's just the-